Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The top of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Western Conference champion Chicago Wolves would like to thank their loyal fans for making this 25th anniversary so special. Thank you and see you in October. With the seventh pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Chicago Bulls select Kobe White from the University of North Carolina. I know it gets cold in the winter. <laughs> Other than that, man, I know it's a great city. Ever since, you know, even here, you know, I just got drafted not too long ago, but they've been telling me that Chicago is a great city. You know, I never lived outside of North Carolina my whole life, my whole 19 years of living. Um, I'm excited for change, especially when it's a great change for me. Um, I just can't wait to get there, you know, go explore a little bit, but mainly just, you know, get there and, and, and get to work. I learned that he's, he's my type of coach, man. Straightforward, um, gets down to business, very hands-on, which is what I loved. Uh, he even had, you know, he studied my game, showed me film on the whiteboard, showed me everything that I can work on and everything that, that's going to translate. Kobe White is a young player at the point guard position, kind of point guard, shooting guard. As you know, in our league today, there's uh, lead guards tend to score and, and do a lot of different things on the floor. We think he has has the, the ability to, to score, uh, handle, he's, he's quick, fast, has positional size at 6'5 that we really, really liked and uh, brings a lot of intangibles. As a young man, he's the type of guy we, we will really enjoy having here. And we're trying to build a team to play effectively in today's modern game. That means versatility in, in a lot of different areas. So the fact that Kobe can play both, both positions, now, it, in today's game where, you know, you talk a lot about pure points, I don't know how many pure points we really have anymore. You know, the guys, you know, mo- most really good point guards have a scoring component to them, an effective scoring component to them. So I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago, the nightmare continues. Chicago Tribune sports page. Really? Column by Stephen Rosenblum. Steve Rosenblum. You know him? Never heard the Never name before yet. Steve Rosenblum. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go. Brian Peruk. Well, when's he coming back? I said, you want to come back? And it was an emphatic, no. We're glad he misses us. Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's sitting in for Brian Peruk. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny, because we're trying so hard to make this funny, and it's not funny. They suck, so you don't have to. Baseball is full of suck right now. For some reason, they sing. Well, the duck duck here and the quack quack there, right? Take the last train to Turdsville, and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't stop singing. Lido. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course 
in stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing. What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred? They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Mesmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenblum and Spiegel on WSCR 670 The Score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning and welcome in. Steve Rosenblum, Matt Spiegel, Saturday Suckage. And you know it's Saturday Suckage when you hear the Bulls justifying another draft pick. Another draft pick at number seven. I think that's their goal, to finish in seventh place. <laughs> Crawl all the way up there. You heard Adam Silver announce the Bulls draft pick. You heard the Bulls draft pick talk about Chicago being cold. Because that's all he knows about Chicago. He's only been in North Carolina in all of his 19 years of life, as he said, Kobe White did. And then you heard John Paxson talk about they want to play a modern game. So they're really doing a good job of putting together Fred Hoiberg's team. Hi, Matt. How are you? Steve, it's nice to see you. And no matter how hard you try, you cannot kill my genuine enthusiasm for the drafting of Kobe White. Okay, explain, Lucy. You cannot kill it. Explain, Lucy. Because everything you said contextually makes sense. Uh-huh. John Paxson is, is a boob when it comes to building teams and winners. He just is. He gets another chance here. They've got um, a coach who's a bigger boob than John Paxson, and the whole league knows it. And right. he's got backwards philosophies that had to be drummed out of him by his own young players. And, and they were. And his advisors and everybody sure. around him. So, yeah, they have, sure. they have to teach Shrek how to coach the modern <laughs> NBA. Yes. Um, they seem to be headed back towards being mired in mediocrity. Oh, boy, there's a goal. Right. Shoot not. To borrow a phrase from Papa Jerry's other team uh-huh. a few years back, they yes. seem to be headed back to NBA hell, or at least, you know, conceivably, because they don't yet have that star guy. All that is is true. Mm-hmm. And there's other negatives that I'm sure you'd love to focus on. I don't believe Zach Levine is the first or necessarily second or maybe even third best player on a really good contending team. I think and he's, he's the best player on this team. Right. I don't think he's <laughs> I, I don't think he's capable of being your Clay Thompson and being as selfless as you need to be and also playing great defense uh-huh. uh, when he's not the overall yeah. star. So look, there's all those things. Uh-huh. But but Kobe White is a true scorer with potential to be a breathtakingly fast lead guard at six foot five in a league that needs and has great lead guards. There is a chance that the Bulls just found their Damian Lillard or their Kemba Walker, their guy who is a one man fast break and is just a flat out scorer. This is not a point guard. 
This is not a guy who's going to run a game on a string and Rajon Rondo and set up people like that. That's mm-hmm. not what he does. He set the North Carolina high school scoring record in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And that's a good place to set it. Right. And then went to North Carolina as a freshman and broke the freshman scoring record of held, Michael Jordan's. Held by, yeah. Yes. Okay. He is, his high school coach was quoted as saying, Kobe can score in his sleep, man. I mean, that's just what he does. And then you watch the highlights, and if you watch the team, they played crazy fast in North Carolina, the fastest they have played in the 20 years that Ken Pomeroy's website, KenPom.com, has been measuring pace. They were the fastest-paced big uh, program in the country. And he is step-back jumper after step-back jumper, sidestep jumpers, Great handle, genuine range on his shot, the ability to get his own shot, the ability to score when playing off the ball as a spot-up shooter so he could do either. I think they might have found a potentially great lead guard at seven in this draft. Finding that player at that position does what for you in the course of getting closer to an NBA title? How important is that? Share with the class. Well, um, it has taken a few years, but Portland has built a team around Damian Lillard that, now granted, they found an incredible big man with beautiful passing skills and Jokic, who's very, a very, wait, no, sorry, that's, that's Denver. But, uh, you know, but, but Portland found a malleable bunch of bigs and C.J. McCollum to play alongside Damian Lillard, which has transformed them. But they found a way to build it to build at least to be very good. So, no, it, I, I'm not saying that he is going to be the Allen Iverson-esque transcendent lead guard who could be the best player on a championship team, but I think he might. he's got a chance to be as good as John Morant. He's got a chance to be better than Garland, who went ahead of him. He's got a chance to be the best lead guard coming out of this this draft. And at seven, that's not something I thought that they might get. He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage, and it will remain so when we talk about the Bulls, because here's why. The guys who were so nuts about trying to trade for and draft Chris Dunn when he was coming out, and the guys who were so nuts to trade to get Chris Dunn in the Jimmy Butler deal are now the guys who just drafted somebody to replace Chris Dunn because they were so wrong about Chris Dunn. Or correct. All of that is correct. So it's all that judgment of, sure. of Gar Packs and that is and a, a group that generally has drafted better than they've done anything else. No free agent wants to come here because it's largely a clown show. Mm. And you have no free agents will want to come here now with that coach, with a guy who's being propped up. Nobody wants to coach the team on the court, like Pax or Doug Collins, mm-hmm. but they all want to coach from the stands and from the sidelines and during off days and make this guy go out and, and follow the script, which is really a, it's really clown college. It's an, it's a, an advanced degree in clown college, the way the Bulls are doing it. Isn't it possible, though, that much like Lowry Markinen? They, they, they found a guy here who presented himself. And, you know, with Lowry, I thought that it was like all the mock drafts said marketing, and they got there, and they're like, you know, we want, let's just take that guy. 
There's three people in our front office. What do you guys think? What, what mock draft did you read? <laughs> Let's bump this. And, and their tiny little front office. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I know about their ineptitude. I know. But he's a very different kind of lead guard than Chris Dunn. He's a different kind of, of kid. He's super raw. But just the speed, man. The speed is different. He is a legit kind of modern NBA guy. They don't, haven't played like that. They haven't coached like that. They haven't built like that. You know what they got? You know what they got uh, this week? They got younger and more athletic. That's what they did. Instead of the Fred, Rondo and Fred Hoiberg will really appreciate that because that's, <laughs> that's what they said they were going to do for him. Now, now, let's look at that. The marketing is a really good guide for the clown college that Gar Pax is uh-huh. running. And by the way, to the textures, yes, I meant Yusuf Nurkic, not Nikolo Jokic. Jokic. Which I, I did that all the time. Jokic is on you. Yeah. Okay. We would never have seen that Lowry Markkinen if Bobby Portis hadn't punched Nikola Miritich. The Bulls didn't know what they had that soon. Mm. They needed a fight and a suspension and a broken face in order to get to the Lowry Markkinen part of our program. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. So, okay, so that guy fell into their lap and they still needed physical abuse. <laughs> Right? To get him into the starting lineup. So now you're telling me yeah. what's going to have to happen is that Kobe White is going to outplay the stupidity of, of Jim Boylan. Is that what you're telling me? Well, unfortunately, he's going to have so to. He's going to go so fast, well, he won't have to listen to Jim Boylan. Well, no, he, his skill and his ceiling will be so evident that Jim Boylan will have no, he'll have n- no choice but to play that fast. It, Kobe White was not expected to necessarily start and play as much as he did at North Carolina. He was not expected to be a one-and-done prospect. He was a fringe five-star prospect, frankly, coming out uh, of his junior year and then got better in his senior year. But, like, he's just really good and really, really fast that he forced Roy Williams into, into doing what happened there. So, yeah, y- you know, maybe, maybe that'll happen. The other thing is... They need to bring in mentors for him. I don't know who the old head point guards or lead guards that are out there and available. They're not. It's a whole new concept. There's nobody old. But if Patrick Beverly wants to come here and play a little bit and teach a lot, that's cool. But probably not. He'll probably want to go someplace where he could win. Um, if Rajon no, Rondo he wants to come here, uh, well, he wants to play. Yeah, he so, doesn't want to prop up. I I, I need. I need Lindsey Hunter. I need old man buckets. Um, oh Lindsey Hunter to come in here, or like might as well get Oscar Robertson. See, no, Tom, Tom Thibodeau had like the endless run of like old point guards. I don't want John Lucas the third, the rec league chucker. But who's who's the other guy who he had? He signed like three different times. Um, Did they keep bringing in Adrian Griffin. Yeah, uh, no, they kept bringing him in from the the developmental league like over and over. Not Mike Smith. That's not the name. Who's not Mike Scott. I mean, who, who's the, the point guard I'm thinking of? They just kept bringing him back. Textures will remind me. Michael Scott. And who's now working at, at Dunder Mifflin? At Dunder Mifflin, Mifflin right. Yeah, or, or, yeah, I'm thinking of the Atlanta guy. Uh, but, yes, they, they, I do believe they need to bring in an old head, both for coaching staff and the roster. I want two Kobe White mentors on, uh, on, on the team. Can you do that for me? Shouldn't the coach be one of them? <laughs> Shouldn't he? I mean, I'm, I'm in a perfect trying world. to help you along here, but Jason I, Kidd I, is not walking through that door. 
Well, they don't want him to. Well, he's he's too busy backstabbing whoever is in L.A. at the moment. Right. So Mike James, thank you, Texter. Yes. That Mike James is Mike James still playing in a league somewhere? I don't he had care the if Mike it's part, right? yeah, right. I don't care if it's Yugoslavia. Go get Mike James and bring him back and let him tell Kobe White how to do some things. Be faster than me is what Mike James sure, is to say. But he's got to learn how to like run a team and pace a game and pace his own play. So he's maybe not 100 miles an hour all the time. But I'll take the guy who can go 100 miles an hour to learn how to do it as opposed to Denzel Valentine trying to desperately play as fast that's, as this league needs you to play. That's just sad. Right? That's just sad. And they were so thrilled to have him. Okay. He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We suck so you don't have to. The Bulls. And, and Spiegel's trying to make a case for the fact that we suck so the Bulls don't have to. But until I see that. They still suck. They totally still suck. I just think that they might have found a guy. And I don't know if he's transcendent enough to change things on his own. Probably not. But I like the pick. You're entitled to that. Thank you. You're entitled to that. I appreciate that. This hour on The Score is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. All right, we're taking attendance. All my guys at Trader Joe's. I know we got Dan who's driving to the Iowa border for a... He said he's got a family reunion that is probably... It could fit... The town is smaller than the studio we're broadcasting from. I cannot imagine Dan's family reunion. Dan, Dan who? Which Dan? Dan? He was the Dan from my Trader Joe's. I, oh, your His guy. Family, my guy. One of my guys. Enjoy the family yes. reunion, Dan. Yes, that's right. Make sure they all listen. He's traveling along. He's, he's probably still trying to get the right channel. So <laughs> do you guys, do you guys go that far? Do you go? Right? Yeah, we do. We're the biggest stick in the Midwest. And that's another reason that we, as a public service, uh-huh. as pleasers, not teasers, we suck. So you don't have to. So speaking of which, we'll talk about Anthony Rizzo's base running. And he's not in the lineup today. This Uh-oh. is called rest. Yeah, that was ugly. And uh, we will talk about the White Sox, who, what an interesting, an interesting it's sort of like spinning the wheel of fortune. And you never know what good thing is going to pop up, which doesn't necessarily make them a better team, but they're far more interesting. Absolutely. This is the most interesting team we've seen in, in how long? Yeah, this is a bona fide interesting, kind of uh, hopeful, inspiring moment where you can look around a field and see five guys who ought to matter. At least four. Right. But you sit one guy in the core driving in another guy on the core. And this is even in a week where Lucas Lucas Giolito looked like a previous White Sox pitcher. You got four position players playing right now who you can imagine as being part of your team when you're very, very good. Well, you have to. If you're going to be very, very good. Correct. They have to be. And actually, maybe five, because James McCann ought to stay here for a while. And in my opinion, maybe six, because maybe you could sign Jose Abreu back for a couple of years at, after he sees what his market is like, as long as he's willing to DH part of the time. Um, you know, then, so maybe you've got six guys that are in your, in your lineup that are actually going to be part of a contending White Sox team. That's pretty cool. And we'll talk about, speaking of suckage, we'll talk about you, Darvish. Oh, my God. All right, we'll take a break. We, your texts are received at 67011. Your phone calls are received. Nobody calls the show, but it's 312-644-6767. Saturday Suckage, Spiegel, Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, we're all running down a dream. And that would be this video show ends quickly. It will end at 1245 today. We'll take you up to Cubs baseball. Are you speaking from the listener's perspective yes. or, or your own? Yes, okay. I'm, I'm trying to be empathetic and sympathetic. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Matt Spiegel. We're Saturday Suckers, the Wake and Bake Club. Uh, we'll be meeting until 1245. We'll turn it over to Zach Zaidman, and you can just draw your own connections from there. So, you Darvish. Sir. The most aggravating, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a, most aggrava- a more aggravating pitcher in Chicago, because it was sort of all put together nicely by Mark Potash mm. in this tweet where... Esteban Loaiza. Okay. He's you Darvish has led 4-1, to 5-2, to 7 to nothing, 2 to nothing, 3 to 1, 1 to nothing, 5 to 2, 3 to nothing, 4 to nothing, 2 to 1, 4 to 3, with only two wins to show for it. Wow, that's great from yes. Potash. Those are, all, are those all Potash? different games or yes. no? Yes, they're not all one game worth. No, yes. no, I know, but I mean, sometimes you get a multiple all, leads. Obviously, in again. his in his Cubs career, he's he's a self inflicted wound. <laughs> he cannot he cannot stanch he cannot throw a shutdown inning. He cannot stanch the bleeding when it's happening. No. And I know you want to talk about s- sensitivity. Yes, and I think he's. I don't want to talk about it. I just, and dis- I just, I know I'm willing to okay, talk. Okay, that's about your it. phrase. Yeah, it sure. And is. I think he's fragile and a disaster, and I don't trust him. Well, that's your phrase and your opportunity. And a ten straight a club record tying ten straight no decision. The, calling him a walking self-inflicted wound. He is is uh, is pretty funny. Um, yeah, you know he does this thing. Sometimes he nibbles. And it drives you crazy that he's just not throwing Uh strikes, right? And then sometimes he gets way too damn much of the plate with pitches and in counts that he should just be burying something, you know? It's like that that home run, um, I believe, was a split-fingered splitter, a split-fingered fastball Mm -hmm. that got way too much of the plate, Mm -hmm. just way too much. And should not have been, you know, put up there in, in that situation. Now, it's easy to give up solo homers in, in this league. But as you say, he's there, and that's, you need the shutdown inning. And it was the sixth. So if he had done that, then he could have gone back out there for the seventh because the arm is fine. The arm is robotically strong these days. He can still throw incredibly hard. He could have gone another inning. But because it was then tied, they went ahead and pinched hit for him. Right. You can see the velocity is still there. Yeah. And- and you, it, that's not the issue. That's why he's never pitched up to the quality of his stuff, really, in his career. It, it, it's why he drives people bananas. Right. And, and so next week, you're, you're going to do what? As he, next week's the, the, the Lester, Alzale, Darvish, yeah. and Chatwood. And Chatwood, all four of them against the Braves starting Monday. Do the Cubs win any of those games? 
Um, yeah, I think I, I think they'll win. They'll win a few of those games. Okay. They, they play. They play well at home for the most part. All right. I'm just uh, John Lester is the picture of re- regression to the mean. Right now, we've seen that the way he started <laughs> Dude, off. Do the Cubs win any of those games? <laughs> I'm just asking. You cynical bastard. I, because starting pitching is everything. And okay. I don't, well, and they're going to win the Alzale game then, right? I mean, Alzale's here. He's arrived. He's showed up. He, right. He did what he did, and now he's going to start on normal rest. And he's <laughs> right. and Tony Rizzo's doing the Dave Wanstead, let's pump the brakes on James Allen kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not go putting James Allen in the Hall of Fame. That's right, yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> right. That's right. He, 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 said, uh, he said, let's not make him, let's not make him Pedro Martinez yeah. around here. You know? But, uh, no, look, Alzale is a fun Story with a real live arm. Yes. Uh, those pitchers you mentioned should be able to keep them in it as long as the offense shows up. It's about whether this offense shows up in full, and they have a few times recently. I mean, not, not a lot. You realize they've lost 7 of 11, and the Brewers have lost 7 of 8, and this is how <laughs> you get a division where the Cardinals are only two games out and the Reds, who are surging, are only four and a half games out. The Reds are, are, are getting scary good because you never – I always downplayed everything they did in the offseason because it really looked smart on paper for years and years and years, but you knew the pitching would be a problem. No, pitching's not a problem. No, pitching they went out is, and got some guys. Yeah. Got some, and, and they got some good young arms too. Right. And they could still hit. They could still generate runs. Uh-huh. And they're kind of scary that way. But, but every but, team's going to have that – Sure. The, the ebbs and flows of the season are going to be lose seven of eight – Win nine of twelve. They're um, going to go through that. Yeah. Well, you know the fact that they're both doing it right now. Um, the fact that they're do- both doing that that slumpy thing, the Brewers and, and the Cubs, thing. is is what has has packed the it division like back Muppet. super tight. And here's slumpy. Here's slumpy thing. You can't get Tex- him to sit up straight. Texture says Speaks that impression was part Wanstead and part Pinella. Look, I know, <laughs> I know very well. That my Wanstead and my Pinella are incredibly similar. I've known this for a long, long time. They're usually kept in separate rooms, however. <laughs> Every time I do either one of them, I'm conscious of it. And all I could do, like if I'm doing Dave, I try to get off mic. I kind of swallow. And if I do it low, side of your mouth. I make Lou a little higher. <laughs> I was looking out there at field four. Mike Murphy. Yeah, then it goes into Murph. <laughs> so look, I'm no Mark Grody. No. But here's what but I've always here is what I've always decided. It's about rushing attempts. You know what I mean? Like right. um, your impression attempts. It's a you gotta you gotta try to run the ball to establish the run. Whether right. you actually run it effectively or not, sometimes doesn't matter. And people's eardrums are just gonna have to suffer until you get the <laughs> until you get to the fourth quarter. So Zach Wheeler's going today for the, the Mets. Yeah. This is the kind of guy you'd want the Cubs lineup to face. Why is that? Well, as, uh, he's got a 4.94 ERA over the course of the season, sounds, a 1.33 sounds, whip. Sounds like the kind of guy you'd want any lineup to face. But that's considered good compared to recently. His last seven, yeah. 5.6 ERA. Wow. His last three, 6.11 ERA. What an arm he was. And, I mean, I think still is. What a prospect he was. Part of the Carlos Beltran trade between the Mets and the Giants way back when. Um, A prospect, one of the super hot young pitching prospects for the Mets in that system at a time. A guy that I, I was wanting them to trade Javier Baez for Zach Wheeler several years ago. 
Was I wow. was I right about that My one? My name is Matt Essen. <laughs> why, that's why I have I'm the a shirt. Compulsive bad trader. <laughs> that's why I have the shirt. <laughs> the bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, the Western Conference champion. Chicago Wolves would like to thank their loyal fans for making the 25th anniversary so special. Thank you, and see you in October. Okay, so we don't trust. I don't trust you, Darvish, and um, this whole this whole Jose Quintana thing. And last week I brought up. Ugh. Eloy for Quintana was the modern-day Brock for Brolio after he hit the two homers against the Yanks, and then mm. look what he did against the Cubs. But the, the last seven games for your guy, Jose Quintana. My guy? How is he 4. my guy? 4.34, because you're the only other guy here. <laughs> 4.34 ERA, uh, 18 earned runs in 37 in the third innings, mm. 41 hits, more than a hit per inning. Oof. His whip is 1.45. Woof. 26, game, 26 Ks and 13 walks. And that's in his last seven games, and this is the guy you got going today. So I would say my choice would be the Cubs – lineup would face either of today's starting pitchers. That's who I want. Because this is, and you need, I, you're right about the lineup. They got to hit consistently and hit yeah. with runners in scoring position. And that's been vexing most of the year. Mm. And yet, so the starting pitching is going to have to hold them together. That's why I looked at what, what's happening with John Lester. And you look at the, and Alzelay, well, good. Hopefully he's, Hopefully he's going to throw a no hitter on Tuesday. That was so much fun. Yes, it was. That was that was the you know, in in a crazy interesting baseball week, that was that that was incredibly fun. And uh, I love Bruce Levine pointed it out this morning, and we asked Tyler Chatwood about it as Alzale was walking off, and he did the full on hat removal and yep. waved thrust, it thrust out and waved it very aggressively side to side and yes. around and around. It's not just a mere tip of the cap. It is. Thank you for appreciating my hall of fame career. Like that's what his teammates gave him crap about. It and I a, love that. It was authoritative. Not only did they give him crap, did you see how they congratulated each other after that win that night? They were on the mound and they were doing the cap. <laughs> taps they were all holding it out with <laughs> with no flexed elbow their arms were straight out and they were doing the whole cap thing all doing the Alzale. and they're all following tone disco tony rizzo man he was leading that charge that's, that's the stuff the, yes so two things happen one is you got a great performance and from a guy you had been waiting to see this cubs system develop and yeah. the other thing is he was immediately embraced. And, immediately they, embraced. And, and because that kind of moment, I, I mean, I'm such a sucker for that stuff in team sports anyway. But yes. it, it, it's, it's a way of you know, chopping a guy down um, in, a, in a loving way that isn't about their ability and isn't like, you know, there are times, remember when Ozzie Guillen said about Gordon Beckham, let's, let's stop talking about bacon. bacon. Let's, like, there's too much, too much for bacon. The, I didn't like that. Because, I'm trying to figure out who that was really an impression of. Tony Montana. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, like there's a way to chop guys down because they're big-time prospects that actually might damage their confidence right. or damage the way they think about it. Mm-hmm. Messing with a guy because he put the hat up yeah, and then having fun with topic. him. Off topic, yes, right? Which is a perfect a way. A perfect way to do that. Because you, you kind of get the, the caste system, the hierarchy of the hazing. Yes. Without making the guy feel like an outsider. Correct. It was perfect. I agree. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that again. It'll make it a thing. Yeah. 
Okay, so that was that. Was that. Uh, we want to... I, I love the whole hat thing. Doesn't it seem like the Cubs-White Sox series for two games represent the series? Doesn't it seem like it was forever ago? Mm. Yeah. It? it does. It does. Okay. I've had a week, too, man. I've had a crazy, crazy week. Yes, you have. We'll talk about that after the break, but I did want to... The Oswego Police Department weighed in on the Cubs... Socks. Oh yeah. Game. It tweeted out the Oswego, Illinois Police Department tweeted out. Police responded to a nine one one hang up tonight in which screaming could be heard in the background. Mm-hmm. Turned out the screaming was due to a White Sox home run to score the go ahead run versus the Cubs. Calm down, Sox fans. It was one win. Go Cubs. Zero for forty two. That's the Oswego Oswego, Police Department? Yes. Oswego Police Department tweeted it out. What is... is, At Oswego Police. What? I think it's the real thing. I found this on on the Twitter machine. Wow. Somebody was screaming so loud they called the cops. A partisan... Then it's a partisan police department Cubs Sox tweet. Calm down, people. Um, Rosie, I I know you like uncomfortable truths. Sure, we live with that. It's one of my four major food groups. When we come back, it's time, it's time for an uncomfortable truth about a sports venue in this town. I can't wait. Let's get to that. He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage. We're with you for about another hour, and then you'll finally get to start the radio station with the Cubs. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Podcast. Did you go to the show last night, Steve Rosenblum, the Rolling Stones show over there at the Soldier Fields? I did not. Just I did not. Did you go to the show, the I, Rolling Stones show, that field over there, Matt Spiegel? You know, I did. It's, it's, funny. it's funny that you would bring that up uh, with the Stones coming in and the fact that we had talked about it during the break and before the show. It's still funny <laughs> that you would bring that up. Um, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, and we could talk about, we could talk about the Stones if, if we want. Uh, they're strikingly old. It's distracting if you're not careful, but they sounded pretty, pretty damn good. 
Mick Jagger is an unbelievable frontman still. That he is this active, this good, this energetic uh, at this moment in his life is remarkable. Uh, Charlie Watts. After a heart issue, by the way. Incredible. Incredible. I was never in that kind of shape that he's in at what? what, How old is he? 137? You You know what I realized last night as I'm watching him? Like, huh, him and Iggy Pop. Same yeah. same body type, right. just like super thin call. and sculpted and like relentlessly energetic and just still got it. Still and totally way, got I it. I never had Charlie's posture either that he has at this age. Charlie Watts? Yeah. I don't think anybody has. That's I don't think anybody's un- ever looked at that. Unbelievable. At, um, but he looks, um, Charlie looks a little bit like, like death warmed over and then he sits down and plays his ass off. Yes, he does. He still sounds great. Keith was the weakest musician on the stage. Really? Now, how are you judging that? And I trust your musicology. I um, just don't know. Well, Ron Wood sounded a hell of a lot better than Keith Richards. And Daryl Jones is the best musician on the stage and has been for a long time. Chicago's own Southside Daryl Jones as the bass player. Uh-huh. Uh, and Chuck Lavelle on the keys. And there's another keyboard player. And just Keith is, you know, Keith is, uh, is, is getting by on, on Keithness. But you know on, what I realized? On being, on being Keith. I realized when they put him up on the screen, he was about to take a solo during Sympathy for the Devil. I was rooting for him. Much You're in, rooting for him? Much in the same way. Is this a mercy thing? No. It's just, like when you were watching an old ball player, did you root for David Ross in his final year? Or, or like listeners oh, yeah. out there? As How you're, could you not? You're, you're watching like, man, that'd be good if, man, I'd like him to do well. Yes. You know, he's not really... Uh, but but it'd be fun. Oh my God, he did well. Oh my God. Oh he my hit, God. He hit that home he run. Did. He homered. He homered. <laughs> That's right. Right. Thank Keith, God he Keith nailed the solo. <laughs> I can't believe he nailed the solo. He did it. He did it. That was my sensation last night. But I mean, I, I had a great time. It was really really fun. Um, but an uncomfortable truth about Soldier Field: that place is an absolute crap show. As a as a Sports venue? Oh, my or God. An entertainment venue, Shit. I guess. A, a place for humans to go. <laughs> like. <laughs> wow. Like, it, it, it was, the sight lines are, were good. It's, I thought it sounded surprisingly good. Maybe I got a little closer towards the end, and I thought it sounded good there. But the endless ramps from hell that you feel like you're gonna you're not really getting anywhere like you walk up this ramp for an hour and you're still only on the second floor somehow and the you miles from the outside to get just to get into the no, building No I mean talking. inside inside oh. the building to get from the bottom up to the 300 level or you're just walking and walking and walking and walking and you don't really get anywhere you can do an entire loop on a concourse all around the outside of the place to waste even more of your time. Mm-hmm. Like, it is remarkably inefficient. And the way that they were selling beers and stuff, just like random guys walking around with tubs full of beers setting up and making you change or not. There was one beer stand on the 300 level. It was like one person working the stand. And, like, people are in line for, like, 40 minutes to get, to get a beer. Why would that be? Why? What's... I, I, I don't why know. Why wouldn't they be more efficient? I don't know. Wouldn't they want to make more money? I would think. And then you, you leave, and you are walking chaotically around museum campus trying to figure... And I know the area. I live near there, and I'm trying to find the 18th Street footbridge. And you're walking around, and then you find the footbridge, and it's, like, 
tens of thousands of people waiting to cross the footbridge and you feel like you're a, a marching army from the wall or 1984 <laughs> with your head down just trudging slowly to get over the uh over uh, over the uh, the bridge i mean i had a great time but it was a deeply unpleasant venue experience and maybe i just haven't done it in a while but soldier field that is a that is a crap show in terms of an efficient place for humans. To I've have. always thought that, and I never thought of it more than the doubleheader I did when Michael Jordan made his return to the United Center as a member of the Wizards. Mm-hmm. That afternoon game was followed by the Eagles' visit to Soldier Field for the playoff game, where the, the Ahmad Merritt game ha. It was also the Hugh Douglas game, and when when. Jim Miller's ribs became the Jim Miller's ribs game. And what and finding out as we're coming down, I don't know if it was Madison, wherever it was, Roosevelt, whatever we're coming down from taking a taxi from the United Center. Yeah. And being let out s- seemingly 12 miles away, like even farther than the United United Center was, and walking and walking, and there's a footbridge, and then there's a tunnel, and this thing dips down, and it's like I hope I get there by halftime. It's it's unbelievable. Yes, it, and, and it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. Looks great on television. All the cameras zoom in, coming off the roof. On the inside, the, lake. the outside looks it looks ridiculous on the outside as well. And like I saw the tagline that I had forgotten was their tagline at one point. I'm walking and I see Soldier Field, a stadium inside a park. That's their tagline. That. That's their tagline for, for what they built there, the monstrosity that they built when they put the spaceship inside the yeah, columns. They did. You know, a I've stadium. It looks more like a prison toilet than a spaceship. <laughs> because of what they did to it, they really oh. did need a toilet. They they went number two all over that whole thing. Oh God. So Yeah, that's I I just I it it was really it was really awkward. Um and textures are saying, uh, "How much were the beers?" Yeah, thirteen twenty-five. Thirteen twenty-five for a beer. But what about the the thing I've heard most complaints about mm-hmm. every Bear Sunday that I've talked to somebody who's gone? It was the whole bathroom episodes. Uh, trying to find if you're anywhere, and just trying to find a bathroom. There was a point there. I'm in the three hundred section. I go out, and you have to go downstairs to go to a bathroom down to the two hundred section. So, okay, really? Can you just Gary Miller it? No, right no, no, the- no. You don't want to. <laughs> But I go downstairs, down the stairs, the 200. I look to my left. There's the women's bathroom. So I think, oh, probably on the other side of the stairs. So I go to the other side of the stairs. <laughs> and you know what there was? Another women's bathroom. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, let's put two of them uh-huh. on either side. of the, Maybe it's the same one that's under there. I don't know. But it was like, really? And then you have to keep walking. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awkward and inefficient. Okay. But, well. you know, the band was not. The band sounded good. It was a good time. And the whole thing survives. The Bears still play there, and everybody, whatever the problems are, they still manage to fill the place. Yeah. I mean, it was filled, right, last night? How'd you like, yes. How'd you like to be the Rolling Stones and have enough cachet? Yes. And, just and, say yes, right, right cachet there. and money and wherewithal to play on a Friday night in Chicago. Shabbos. And then take three nights off mm-hmm. and play on Tuesday night. In Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. So you can just chill. You can keep Soldier Field dark as you have rented it for at least five nights. You can right? buy. You can just buy the quiet. I, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to pay to have nothing in here so that we can relax and recuperate. Is this one of the months? No, this is. So there are some months where Buddy Guy is in residence at his club. The Legends. January. 
January. So not this. But I will say that a lot of the musicians are playing other gigs. In fact, tonight at Martyrs, which is a rock club. You've been to Martyrs. Is this where the Rolling Stones become Tributosaurus? Uh, wouldn't that be fun? No, but Tim Reese, um, the sax player in the Stones. The guy who's not Bobby Keys. Correct. But he's been the sax player in the Stones for a long time. Yes. He's playing tonight at Martyrs with some other folks who are also in the Stones band. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I so would So go to Martyrs, which is a great rock club anyway. They're playing there tonight. Tim I was going to say, I would think some of them would show up wherever a guy like Buddy Guy or, or at Legends or someplace where you can, you can hit the quality blues. Somebody they respect yeah. singing the blues. Yeah. That's where they'd be. They did Midnight Rambler, as a, and, and, we're, and it sounded very Chicago blues, which, of course, it is. Yes. It, there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. David Schuster was out at Wrigley. We'll talk to him about uh, Anthony Rizzo's uh, day off and then Anthony Rizzo's excellent adventure on the, well, maybe not so excellent adventure on the bases and setting the rotation that includes the new guy. And uh, we'll do all, and we'll talk to him, of course, about the Bulls draft that Spiegel is over the moon about. <laughs> Just me, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I can't disagree with the whole marketing thing. Look what they got at seven because he fell into their lap. Yeah, and, again, and maybe Wendell they, Carter, too. They needed, they needed one guy to break somebody else's face in order to have marketing in the starting lineup. Just saying, that's the way that management group works. I'm Rosenblum, he's Spiegel. Saturday second, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 